You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast. We are at season 12, episode 43. And tonight, on the week of the big leadership debate, we will be finding out from Jeff who is the worst Dundee United manager of the season. Is it Jack, Liam, or Jim? Um, Jeff, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm muting myself. There. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Yeah, got cold, so that's my excuse if I go quiet. That's all right. Um, and then we're joined by Erin as well. How are you doing? Good, thank you. I'm very well. I think the last time we were both on actually was in the same episode when it was Charlie. I it was on. Which was very interesting, I'm sure, for people who had maybe lost six mil types. Gent. <coughs> oh, I've got a call from all the cheering I was doing on Saturday. Oh no! I'm sure we will talk about that later on. Um, Josh, how are you doing? Howdy! Howdy! You get your cowboy hat again? I forgot I've got that. I no, I know the night, mate. The night. Right, okay, so we've got a nice, a nice wee panel for the podcast tonight. So we're going to cover some of the weekend action that we were at, because people were at different games. We will cover the upcoming Scottish Cup quarterfinals, which Aberdeen decided not to take part in. We decided to abstain from the competition this season. And we'll finish off with a wee bit about Scotland um, in terms of the qualifiers are coming up for Euro 2024. And as you all love it, we will finish off with a mini quiz no, it won't be quite as good as uh, Andy Vardy's quiz that he does on Hamden Road podcast, but it'll just be a wee mini quiz. So, um, right, let's kick off back to Friday night, because Jeff, I know you were at a really big game on Friday night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. I'd, I'd take any hints there whatsoever. Uh, yeah, no, no, I was at the Hamilton uh, Argos game, which I highly recommend. They did go in charge of five or four next, so fair play to Hamilton. They do deserve a lot of credit for that. I think it was a it was their biggest crowd out with the Hearts game this season. For the game that the bottom of the table class, a classic six-pointer, as a guy in the pub told me about five times. Um, no, I thought it was an alright game. The only issue I had with the game, and I'm sure if anyone listens to this has watched it, it's still available on BBC iPlayer. Go to about 20 minutes when Craig Napier sends off um, Ricky Little. I think it's Ricky Little. For, yeah, it was that way. Uh, our bluff for literally not a last man challenge, but treating it as always a last man challenge. And try to tell me that Craig Napier had never tried to make himself the main man in that game. Um, I would say it ruined the game, but weirdly, I don't actually think it did, which is probably not endorsing his action and uh, not endorsing the condemnation that I'm trying to give him. I thought after that, the game it, it kind of added a little bit more. It was, it was already very spice, there's a lot of spice to that game as it was, you know, it's an important game for both teams. But I think um, Arbroath, one with part-timers, two down to ten men, and they they looked really good. Seen the last 25 minutes of the second half, they were by miles the best better side. Um, throughout that entire game, there was dubious refereeing decisions. And as I said in that group chat, uh, I think it was yesterday, I can't remember. It's like the only concern that I think we should have at the minute is certain referees that are coming in. Obviously, but VAR, 
referees are getting pulled through faster than they not, normally necessarily would because we need them. We need ones on the, on the screens, we need ones on the pitch. So we obviously need twice the number. But it's a little bit concerning that some, some of these referees are coming through a lot quicker than they necessarily would be or should be, I suppose is the best way to describe it. And I think Craig Napier is one of those at the minute who is falling into the, should we call it the Bobby Madden vortex? <laughs> Where they kind of see themselves as a celebrity. The Mark Kattenberg vortex, we'll call it. That's nice. That's a better one. Where they sort of see themselves nowadays as a celebrity rather than as a um, as a referee. Like I appreciate, obviously, it's a difficult game. We need to get people through. We need referees to have a slightly higher profile in order to in, or, in order to to think, encourage other people to engage in, in that kind of aspect of the sport. They're needed. They are arguably the most important person on that pitch. Without them, there's no game. But I thought playing Napier on, on Friday night was absolutely abysmal. Um, it's the second time I think he sent uh, Dick Campbell off. Not condemning the way Dick Campbell reacted. It was, you know, as a. I know people like to refer to him as a character and stuff, but. A little bit of self-control would have, would have kind of missed. But I think he had every right. I think people like Craig, but not people like Craig, maybe that's the wrong way to put it, but I think referees like Craig Napier need to be, after performance like that, need to be visibly seen to have some sort of action taken against them. Not necessarily. Yeah. I'm not saying like really getting down to like the Lowland League or whatever, but like we need to see something done because that kind of performance isn't acceptable, we expect players and stuff to we expect everyone to to be respectful of football and Dick Campbell will and rightfully will get a, a lengthy touchline bound for his actions but at the same time the referee's performance was very poor I tend not to go after referees at all I tend to think it's this, the last stand of the man shouting at the moon but yeah I think his performance on Friday night was really bad especially seeing as on TV and you know, it was the only free to air game I think in the whole of the UK on Friday night. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, that's my rant over. <laughs> Aye, fun and games. Um, we we talk about celebrity uh, celebrity referees. I have a, a much more personal uh, story about uh, Craig Napier. Craig Napier has examined my prostate. There we go. Um, I'll not say any more than that. Pardon. Is that going to be I don't know if I actually want to hear this or not, to be honest. We can maybe just move on. That's the podcast here this week. Craig Napier is my GP. Um, Yes. um, I've got words for him. Craig Napier is my GP, uh, and he has um, uh, given me a a, 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 um, prostate examination. So um, I I, I find it. His day job or his weekend job? I I would say. uh, well, I would definitely say he's better at his uh, day job than a referee, but but I can't watch him referee games because it um yeah flashbacks haunts me. Yeah, it haunts, <laughs> yeah, haunts me. So well, uh, it's funny because I suppose you forget, obviously, especially in Scotland, where the money's not great. Referees obviously have real jobs. Yeah, I, going through your head when you see him whip out that card as high up as he did, as fast as he did. Is it a flashback. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, mate, I yeah, um. Definitely. I don't think we expected this revelation, to be honest. I know, I know, mate. Uh, but hey, you know what I mean. It's it. All men should, you know, if if you've got piss up problems, you should uh, have your uh, prostate examined by a local GP. Um, but uh, but no, but right. Uh, uh, see, I'm I, I'm I'm having a bit of a laugh, right? But yeah, I mean, there is a wider point. We talk about 
referees and like I'm not like how the hell can you be a GP and and dedicate enough of your time to being a ref? Do you know what I mean? Like I I don't know how how would he? This is the this goes to the fundamental discussion that we have about referees and um uh, referees and and their their kind of part time referees and their full time job. Same as Douglas Ross, right? He's he's an MP an MSP. Right, whatever you think of that politically, how the hell does he have the time to keep up with the laws of the game, keep up with the fitness that a referee is required is required of a referee? I, I don't. Yeah, I've, I've always been in favour of full time referees in Scotland, and I just I don't understand why we don't have it. Can they have regular tests to make sure they know the rules? Because obviously the rules change pretty regularly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they do. I mean, they do fitness tests as well, which are. I think yeah, I think the fitness tests are pretty um, pretty thorough as well. I mean, they they do have to be extremely fit, but yeah, I I just don't. I mean, it's it's like anything. If you're only, if only a part of your life is dedicated to something, then how can you do it at a hundred percent? Yes. What was it? Benny was telling us yesterday as well about um, a referee you'll be familiar with as well, Josh Chris Gentles. In the party at this Aberdeen game, you must have seen him a few times in the place of Scotland. Oh, we get need... Cal, but we get him quite a lot. Mate, I would need to see his face. Was his name uh, Chris Gentles? Chris Gentles, hi. Come um, back to me. He had a horror game. We had him on Saturday, actually, in our game in the, the South Challenge Cup, which was an interesting one because we ended up, we've got a keeper who's injured. So we got a keeper to replace him. But then he was cup tied for this weekend. So we signed another keeper on emergency alone. And it turns out he's played in the competition already. So I don't know what's going on. Um, it's not looking quite quite good. Though so far the draw's been made for the next round and we're in it. So we'll see what happens. No referee's fault, mind you. That would be a either SFA or, or us that'll be to blame. Right. I mean, speaking of amusing refereeing incidents though, at the weekend, did you see David Martindale sending off? Oh, is he the reason part of that is the fact that he tries That's, to use that? That is not a sensible. He is pure, he's box office. David Martin, he, he, like, I, he actually might be my favourite manager. I get the rules and I get the point, but he and David Mar- like Dave Marshall obviously know each other, like it was a joke. Um, I think that's a bit ridiculous. It, it is a ridiculous... Uh, There's a difference between a joke and an offensive gesture. I don't think it was the latter. Um, he is funny though as well. I think there's a time and a place, and I think if you're caught doing it in a situation like that in a stadium, not in a stadium, in a stadium, I know we can't really claim anything. If you gave someone a middle, if this is a gave them the middle finger. Yeah, as you said, there's context to it that they do know each other and that, but I can understand why a football manager being seen to give the opposition keeper the finger might somewhat be persecuted, be, be interpreted as uh, offensive. It's what it's one of the ones that's like this. You know, in the deep down, it's just. It's just a joke, but since I was like, oh, mate, come on, just going just to not do that. <laughs> I get it, but like, you're going to get banned for it. There's no need. You know what I mean? It's one of them. Was there not a player? Which game was it? It was, it was definitely, I'm sure it was England. And I think it was a cup game. And they had, oh, was it England? Someone will remember which game this was. Actually, no, it was one of, maybe it was Spain. Someone will remember. Anyway, he had been booted previously in the game. He then scored what he thought was like, I think it was a 3-2 last minute winner. So he took his shirt off to celebrate, got booked for that and sent off and the goal was disallowed. Oh yeah, that's that sucks. 
It's going to annoy me that can't. That. Someone, someone so see on that then. Tell me what see, if I, see on, on that then, they shouldn't technically get booked because if a player is offside and they get filmed badly, then the player would uh, get carded, would they? No, it's because if you can if you commit an offence, irrelevant if it gets written, even if the, the basically gets written off by VAR, if you still commit an offence, it still stands. And if you are would, offside and you're fouled, while it's not going to be a case of obvious goals going wrong, etc., etc., it's probably still going to be a foul. You don't yeah, get away yeah. with it because time doesn't go fully backwards, if that makes sense. So a goal, if VAR pulled up something and a goal had happened, the goal would be disallowed. In that interim, the goal would be disallowed. But, um, yeah, I suppose the point is that taking your shirt off, whether celebrating or not celebrating at any point, is an offence. And Thank so you. it's booking. So he was sent and yeah, it was disallowed. Someone Man, remind I- me which game that was. It was not long ago. Don't know, but my missus was to play yesterday. She was watching Liverpool my new game with me, and she was saying, "Why is Mo Salah being booked? Taking his top off?" I think she was quite liking uh, Mo Salah's body. I was raging but... at the cup final because all I needed was Morales to get booed, and I was like, "There's time. There's still so much time." And then he <laughs> so scored, scary. and I was like, "Why have you not taken your top off? Come on!" Yeah. Um, going back to Hamilton or both quickly, do you see anything from either of them that will make them avoid the drop or the playoff spot? I think of the two of them that I've seen, um, I think our both have got our both have got a team split. They've got Dick Campbell, which is important, but they've got a team split. They were down to ten men for the best part of an hour and over an hour, sorry. And by the end of that game, they looked like the most attacking side. How have been on a run, a, a semi decent run, to be fair to them. I think they've not lost out with the Queen's Park game. I don't think they'd lost in the four or five. Um, Hamilton didn't look like they could have scored if they'd have played till next Friday. That's a concern for them. Arbroath look like they've steadied up at the back. They've stopped losing. Hove, I think, might be at risk of, of dropping dropping between uh, below the pair of them. Uh, but I think outside that, I think the rest of the teams are too far away. So be, I think Arbroath will probably stay safe. Uh, from you what think I've seen. will stay safe? Hamilton okay, just okay. too, inconsist- too inconsistent to, to their own good. Um, just while we're talking about championship, a couple of big games this week. Morton, who could be playing a crucial part in the title race. They're obviously in the title race, but Tuesday night, they play Air at home, and then on Saturday, they play Partick Thistle at home. Who do you guys think is going to win the league in the championship? Because it is super tight at the top. And Partick Thistle have come right back into it since pointing uh, Kevin Doolan. Yeah. Honestly, John. I'm not I'm not just saying this because, you know, we have video on the podcast, but I th- I mean, I think Partick could seriously be in with a shout if they keep this momentum going. I think Dundee are, they're a wee bit too fluttery. Um for me. They, you know, that they're up and down in terms of their form. Um Queen's Park they are they are really consistent, um, but I, I just something tells me that I think they'll take off. I think Air Air's goose is cooked. Um, I think Air are just too inconsistent. Um, I, I don't see them winning it. Morton, I think they'll play. They'll be playoffs. My, my own gut, if I was to, if you were to ask me to go to the bookies right now, I, I would probably put money on Partick to win it. Right, okay, Na- narrowly. And Queen's Park to finish second, and then maybe eleventh in the Scottish Prem to stay up. Yeah, 
are there for reasons that are biased. Um, I don't want Dundee to win it. That's a simple fact. Um, it's okay, it's okay. If Dundee United finish in the 11th place, Dundee are going to come up to the playoffs and it's going to be a Dundee derby for the... I would need an ECG at the time <laughs> of that game. <laughs> the simple answer to that. It would be brilliant. Um, <laughs> is, did, Jeff, did that not already happen? Like, maybe, what was it, uh, five, six, six, seven seasons ago? Uh, it looked like it was going to happen, but it never happened, thank you. Oh, did it know? Like, I thought it was Wagner. Remember Wagner and all that with, with Dundee and he was oh, singing the... and they relegated, they relegated Dundee United to uh, we Dead's Park. We were, at the top, we were in the top flight at the time and got relegated and I was at that game. If people find nah, a pic, not playoff, right? you find a, there's a pic, quite a famous picture of that game and I have stood in the, in the road directly behind the edge of a banner looking raging. <laughs> all, you... I don't believe that you were looking raging in a photo. No way. It wasn't even that was before kickoff as well. That wasn't like that wasn't in a full time or anything. That was that was before kickoff. Um no, I think Queen's Park are probably still arguably favourites to win it. Say favourites to win it. I think Queen's Park have got the best chance to win it. Um if they stop conceding stupid goals. And granted though, on Saturday they had a goal disallowed or if anyone looks at the highlights, I think it's about six minutes, six and a half minutes into the highlights. There's a goal disallowed for Queen's Park, and if anyone can tell me the reason behind that disallowing, that, that goal being disallowed, then fair play, because I couldn't see a fault with it at all. So, um, yeah, I, I think Queen's Park have got a very good chance. I hope they go up. I prefer it if they weren't playing in bulk when they when they when they go up. That's not the point. Um, but yeah, Dundee. Uh, obviously got a fair chance of Partick. Um I mean it's a four point it's a, I think it's still a four point cushion at the minute at the top. So fingers crossed. <laughs> it's not I hope it's just not done deep. That's the main thing. So, so it's all we yep. It should be it definitely should be an interesting week. I think Morton could be in very shout, never know. But Partick Thistle, Finney did say at the start of the season he thought Partick Thistle would win. Then in the McCall podcast we had a wee while ago, he was like, I don't even know if we'll make the playoffs. And now he's on Doug's ball and he's like, here we go. Title time. There was a, just on Morton, John, uh, th- there was a bit of chat uh, floating about on, uh, you know, among the Twitter atmospheres and among certain Scottish football um, shows, prominent um, people coming up with rumours uh, that uh, Doogie Emery's being monitored by, you know, quote-unquote bigger clubs. Um, do you think, I mean, do, do do any, does anybody think there's anything in that? Is he worth looking at for any clubs that are maybe out of a manager or, or are going to be out of a manager in the Prem? Or... He's done well at Morton, I think, since he's taken over. Whether he's ready yet for a shot at the Premiership, I don't know. If that's class as bigger jobs um, in terms of what he'd be looking at or what the speculation is. Uh, I, I think he's done... I think he's done an incredible job, to be honest. I think Morton, I'm not sure if they got the lowest, they got the lowest, I think the second lowest budget in that division. I mean, I think he's done an absolutely amazing job uh, with what he's got available to him. Uh, the funding issues, just check out Morton's own. Um, there's a Morton podcast that I'd recommend you listen to if you want to learn more about their money and off the field issues, because it is quite um, interesting. I think it's a nice way to put it. But, yeah, I think he's done an absolutely phenomenal job. I think he's been absolutely unsung. Granted, I've said that he was awarded Manager of the Month today, 
for last month in the championship. So that means they'll be on the losing streak the next three games. So you know, there probably won't be anyone after after that. But no, I think he does, I think he deserves a chance at a quote unquote bigger club. But it's like all of these things. You never you can never really tell. I mean, Jim Goodwin went from did it up that sort of way, like Alawa, St Mirren, Aberdeen. Now he's at the top. Um, <laughs> uh, hopefully, the game uh, I think is a fantastic job. I'd like to see him get to the end of the season, see where see where Morton finish. I think if he gets Morton into a playoff place, that is that's a phenomenal achievement. And no matter who goes up, he should be manager the uh, manager of the season because Queens Park, Dundee, and Partick Thistle, and arguably other teams in that division's budget will be a lot, lot, lot bigger than what Morton are on. So, yeah, fair play to him. And I think they're about seven points off the top at the minute, so they're not, not out of it. And the home form is very good as well. Who do we think is coming up in the Championship? Because I feel like... That's what we're talking about, Eden. Yes, but who do we... Like, if we all just have to pick <laughs> Annie right now. If you just I have mean, to I pick... mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I George is told us. Two minutes, two minutes ago, I, le- I literally just... just said to who I thought would come up. I, like... Yeah. I want to know yeah. what everyone thinks. Josh, this isn't just about you. Josh and Jeff have told us. Yeah, what do you think, John? And then I can say what I think. I fuck it. That's what I'm going to do. It. Med- I think so momentum. too, and I want them to. Right, okay, that's sorted then. I like this. Yeah. Okay, so we're good. I, want, I don't weird. want Dundee. Apart from Jeff. I don't want Dundee because it'll be nice for there to be a derby again, wouldn't it? So we want Dundee to stay down. No, Jeff, are you taking? Yeah, Jeff isn't rising to debate just now. Not yet. I um, think I am a mature adult. Who do you not rise to any? It's only because you're not on the red wine. I, yeah, it's kind of stinking. Do you think Dundee United <laughs> are going down? Honestly, Jeff. Uh, we'll come to we'll come to that. We'll come to that. Let's keep on the lower league trail just now because we've got some other big midweek games. Yes, a huge one. Is it Wednesday? No, Tuesday. Tomorrow. Oh Falkirk. yes, it is. Over 8,000 tickets sold. Falkirk have taken over 2,000. Top of the table clash. First versus second. Dunfermline have not lost at home. Um, and Falkirk, I'm pretty sure, have lost two away from home. Yeah. So, Jeff, you are going. Oh, yeah. I recommend that. Who are you supporting, Jeff? Uh, I've been. I'm. Uh, I'm in the Dunfermline end. I have a. It's very difficult to describe this, but I have an irrational, un, un, understandable hatred of Falkirk that I can't quite explain. Like uh, Josh's hatred of Darvel. No, but not really. I get why Josh doesn't like that. I get why Josh doesn't like Darvel. I don't either. Oh. To be fair, so fine. <laughs> I have a really, you, like, you strongly dislike Falkirk. Yeah, I, I don't really have a reason behind this. I just genuinely... Yeah, I, Jeff, I'm with, I, don't, I don't like Falkirk. I, I think Falkirk. everyone has yeah. a team where there is no real reason you just don't like them. Like, there's yeah. not... There's not you, specific, you can't think of anything. It's not that they've beaten you. It's that you just don't like them. Who do you not like? That's, like, not one that you would expect? Um, I can't be doing with Hamilton at all. Uh, <laughs> just not... No, and they're having a poor time, Hamilton. Yeah, they are. We were discussing that earlier. So. But I think Hamilton, I think, to go back-to-back, back, well, basically, to go down to League One, you've got a long way to go back to the Premiership when you've got a lot of good teams in the Championship. 
and a lot of tough games. I think difficult. And then the championship. So it's not quite back to back. They've been championship too. Yeah, they have actually, haven't they? But still not great. I mean, it feels like look at Sunderland. Um, uh, to be fair, look at uh, Falkirk and Dunfermline. <laughs> yeah, like, both, yeah. I mean, both yeah. of those are teams that you wouldn't expect to be League One. I granted top like top of League One, but like, you wouldn't expect. Anything. I think it's because though as well we have obviously a very small like Championship League One, League Two in terms of number of teams. So I suppose it does happen. But there are teams. I mean, even in what League Two, Dumbarton are probably going to come up, and there you think a bigger side than League Two. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, that's another game on Tuesday night that I'd recommend to people is Dumbarton Sterling. Come on, Albion. As a top two as well, isn't it? Yes. That game would be... Shame they're, all, shame they're midweek. Well, I mean, think... Dunfermline and Falkirk are sold 20 tickets anyway. I don't know what the Dumbarton Sterling Albion situation is, but... They've sold the... Dumbarton sold... take an OK crowd, I think. Or they normally get a decent crowd, do they not, Dumbarton? I think Dumbarton uh, at home. Yeah, I was at Dumbarton last week, uh, working, kind of. How far is Sterling? <laughs> not that far from Dumbarton. Uh, it's not far. Not too bad. No. It'd be that game like I was at the game last week and that was against Steady and that was pretty it was a pretty sizable crowd for that game. It was over a thousand. Sterling uh, Have they Sterling. not got they did all right in the have they got a game I want to say they've got a game in hand. Or at least at least one. Um the hand and the five points behind the bottom. Yeah. If they win tomorrow and win their game in hand. Then they're mm. Yeah. They've got a sizable chance. I think that game if you can't get through to Falkirk, yeah, Dunfermline Falkirk, I'd recommend going to Dumbarton Sterling. That'll be a really, that'll be a cracking game. That one. Is Dumbarton uh, Sterling not on? Oh, it's on Tuesday, really. Right? So it is. Yeah, they're both on Tuesday night. Sadly, I'm gonna be doing my um work tomorrow evening because on Wednesday I'm going to something non-football related. Such things. Um, is it something exciting that we care about, or you um, a smile on your face? I managed to get a little last minute. It was sold out, and then there seems to be some tickets. Um. To the neighbours tour. What in Melbourne? No, it's here. But still, neighbours on tour, eh? Yeah, like Carl and Susan and Paul and stuff. I've I've actually done the neighbours tour in Melbourne. It's the one thing I'd go to Australia for, if I'm honest. It really doesn't massively appeal to me. But the neighbours tour would be class. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm maybe going to do that Wednesday. So, so what are they doing? Like a live show or what's happening? Yeah. What, what, what does it consist of, though, Erin? I mean, do they all just come out to the theme song and then let's like, stand about on stage? It's a nostalgic or? look back at the years of Neighbours and the brilliant storylines and characters that have kept us entertained so well. Who else is going to be there that we might remember? <laughs> Carl, Susan, Paul Robinson. I bet they'll have a toady, probably. That's right, the ones that have been definitely like, announced. Well, enjoy that. I'm quite looking forward to that. Um, Meanwhile, we are talking about football and we'll talk about home and away. I... Do you get that? That's quite a good little joke. Um, where, where we're on soaps, by the way. What about River City getting paused? Come on, come on. I mean, I thought it was River... finished. Like, is that do people's oh, watch? Oh no, think, man! It's been watch it. stopped. It's been stopped. Like, you for, watched that like, a few months. Oh, I'd never miss it. What's that? Right, Shell but... Bob. Shell Bob. Aye, aye. aye. Why is it being stopped? Disgraceful. Uh, I don't know. It's um, too, 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 too real. Too realistic. That's, I think that's the problem. Isn't that little point? Watch of it. They always catch it, and there's like the gangsters, and they're all killing each other. They're not. But I went building the barn that way. You want to see a nice link? Nice link there. Yeah, we, we never even mentioned earlier when we're talking <laughs> about Morton that Morton Rolls are going out of business. Yeah, that was a sad day, wasn't it? Where that is was River City set, Josh? 
Where is River City set? Yeah. River City is set in a fictional uh, part of Glasgow called Shield Inch. Oh, there is, early, there early are early football teams testing. in Glasgow, and some of them played at the weekend. There we go, back on topic. You get that? I think Manning went smoother, but yeah. Both of the only two teams in Glasgow did play at the weekend and win. I got a little bit um, excited at St Mirren on Sunday. thought this is going to be interesting. And then it was 5 1. Said they were done for. It was, it was interesting for a good half, like a good first half. To be, well, to be I was one of those ones where you look at it and you're like, still 1 0. You, you never know. Um, but I think Southbridge is 2 year, I think, at the moment, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Should that have been a penalty to St. Mirren? No. It's yeah. one of the ones that, it's one of the ones yes. that I said to you earlier. It's like, if it's for your team, you. You've seen it given, you've seen it not given. It's one of them ones that's really open. I didn't think it justified four minutes worth of VAR, though. That was ridiculous. That was absolutely unnecessary. Uh, I think it's just, I didn't think it was that much of an error to go and correct it, if I'm honest. It was one of the ones where, if he's given it, yeah, fair enough, you can't really overturn it. But if he's not given it, I don't think you can overturn that. If you're having that much of a discussion about it at the time, yeah. it's not a clear and obvious error, is it? And then yeah. it just comes down to whether the referee thinks or not. And, because referees are people, they're always going to be a little bit of like a human error. There's stuff that someone would give and wouldn't. And it's not. You know, you know we said that. You know we said that when play hearts and something happens, human error, you'll be. Raging. Oh, no, no, no. There won't be any human errors when we play hearts. Thank you. We'll be 7 0 up and no one will care. Um, We're back. We are back. I will right, come on to that. We'll come on to that. Come on to that. Same, you, get, same you, get, you get far too excited about being back off the back of one game, like. <laughs> Um, you are, I seen you on was it <laughs> Saturday night, and you're like begging the Aberdeen admin to like, to like, yeah, in fairness, so, right? so on like, Twitter, we used to be really good with like the chat, and it's still been good. Shinny's return when we were winning, that's because we were winning, then we stopped winning. That's yeah, why. but when we win, right? I like a tweet the next morning, good morning, Red Army, and a nice little picture. And I, for example, I thought what I really liked years ago was when we beat Rangers at Hamden Lewis Ferguson's header. Thank you. Um, it was the Sunday, and on the Monday, went to the office, great mood, and our admin had tweeted, good morning, Red Army, we are the people who are going to the final. And what Rangers fans were fuming. Like that lot. Actually, oh, they were wanting to write to the SFA and everything, it was mental. But I just think it keeps everyone's spirits up. There's a lot of good Graham Shinney content again, though, to be fair. One thing I noticed, right, when we're talking about soaps earlier, I'm getting my soapbox here. You are one of the Aberdeen Daz that retweets everything that Aberdeen post. That's what's making Aberdeen Da. What well, is? No, I'm. Because I'm not let's face it, see the people, when I go on holiday, I'm fine. See the people that want to see that content. I would assume they will mostly be Aberdeen fans, so we will follow Aberdeen and we will see that. But you do you share everything? Everything. Yeah, just in see. case not everyone's maybe seen it. Uh, just making sure everyone's seen the content. Jeff, do you have your notifications on for Dundee United? Uh, yeah. No, no, I've turned my notifications off. I've turned my notifications off for most things to be fair. Josh, for Rangers, do you have your notifications on? Yes. Yeah. Erin, <laughs> you clearly have your notifications on because I think you retweet quicker than I, you yeah, it. So retweeting like possible. a nice picture of Duke in a little like looking lovely is just like me endorsing the existence of Duke. Yeah. <laughs> Um, right, so we were talking about the Glasgow teams first of all, weren't you? Because that's what your link was. Rangers, should their penalty have been a penalty? No. 
I, I, I generally thought that was a given for a foul to start with, didn't we? As it was a, as a handball it was given for. That took me ages to... to yeah, it, it was... I mean, Fela under one of the ones similar to the one at Celtic Park. I mean, seen it given, seen him not given. Um, I mean, the thing about the handball rule is, is you know, it, it's not so much an issue... The, the thing about the thing about it, in my opinion, is now that we have VAR, handball is actually less clear because the rule is not clear. The rule is so up for interpretation, um, and uh, yeah, and I just think it's causing havoc when referees actually have the chance to re-referee it by watching the VAR. Um, because w- what's happening is is you're getting referees who are seeing a handball or or a potential handball in real time making a snap decision and then you have some wee specky loser over at um, what's the name of the house uh, begins with a C house that they're sitting watching the VAR and anyway it doesn't matter um, but, but they, they're sitting... here, Josh does sometimes wear glasses so they're in specky bastards union by the way um, but um, no um, you, you so you have the, these guys re-refereeing it, saying, oh no, you need to have a look at that, sending the referee to the monitor, um, and then, you know, this ref watching a usually terrible camera angle, because our VAR is on the cheap, and we we have this pathetic, you know, lo- I mean, see see when you watch the VAR decisions back, and you watch that kind of low-res um uh, replay that the referees actually get to see on the monitor in real time at the at the games. You're like, oh, how could you possibly make a decision based on that? So I think the application of of the um, unclear handball rule is causing havoc um, across the game. So foul the Rangers one under who knows. Yeah, I don't think it would have changed the game much. I know it was two 0 at the time. Come on, it's in the second half, but I still think Rangers would have probably figured the way out. In the game, was that the lineup though that should have started against Celtic? Yeah, yeah, for me. Well, for me, I mean, Cantwell, I don't know. Cantwell's a bit powder puff, um, although he was absolutely brilliant against Kilmarnock at uh, the weekend, certainly in the first half. Um, I think he was a wee bit powder puff for me. Um, Raskin, uh, I've watched him. Uh, well, I've watched all of all of these games, three that was his third, third game now, third start anyway. Um and he has looked exceptional in, in every game. Um he just looks he looks exactly the type of player that Rangers have needed for a couple of seasons now. Um someone in the midfield with a lot of energy. He looks exactly what Stephen Davis was, you know, even even when he first came back to Rangers. Um yeah, I I think he's gonna be a very good sign. We do need another centre mid or we need one of our centre mids, i.e. Ryan Jack, to drastically improve his injury record. Um, That's not going to happen, I don't think. No, yeah, I think yeah. you can give up on him now. Yeah, I, I, th- I, I think that's... Um, yeah, I mean, that's more of a hope than, than anything. We're not taking him back before you start getting <laughs> But, yeah, um, I mean, they, they were exceptional in the first half. Um, it tailed off in the second, uh, but, you know, but then the... I mean... But then the the damage to Kelly was done, um, and um, it was a pretty fair day at the office, I would say. Aye, and you definitely need a new keeper in the summer. That's no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah, um, 
I think I, I, I've been having a, I've been doing a bit of soul searching over the past few days um, around around the, the guys that you know are going out of contract, and I think begrudgingly, I think well McGregor obviously is going anyway. Yeah, he's got to retire at the end of this season. Um, begrudgingly, I think McGregor probably Arfield will really like him. Um, Jack, same story as Arfield. I really, really wish that he could just keep fit. Is Jack um, out of contract think, as well in the season? I think so, yeah. Or... Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Helander's uh... um, out of contract. He can go and, uh, you know, be on his merry way. Um, Morelos and Ken, I think, to be fair, I, I think we've really probably got to move them all on. And Davis as well um, is going out of contract. But I would like, I think... The rumours are that Davis is going to have a coaching role anyway. Yeah. Um, but I, I think we're probably... I mean, if we're going to retain any of them, I would probably be looking at Jack. Aye. Well, Beal did say that... Did he not say that there's been no discussions with any of the players? I don't believe that. There have been discussions with Morelos and Kent. None of the other players, though. And as I said to you before, I think you need to give them a deadline and say, look, you're either signing or you're not, because they two will be on very good wages. Well, well, well I think, well, yeah, there's an element of that, John, right? But look at what happened with Goldson. I mean, they left them right up to the, the 11th hour. Um, and eventually, to be honest, I think there was an element of Rangers acquiescing to his wage demands because he, he is the second highest paid player at the club. Um but there was also, I think there might have also been um, an element of Goldson not quite getting the clubs down south that he maybe thought he would be getting. Yeah, um, and that may so be the I case th- for Kent as well, as we discussed earlier I, in the season. absolutely think that will be the case for Kent. Uh, it certainly will be, will be the case for Morelos. Um, although, obviously, you know, they're not going to accept a lower wage offer. Um so it'll be interesting to see how things play over the next um, kind of uh, two, two, three months. But see, to be honest, uh, I mean, e- even if they go through a purple patch, particularly Morelos, even if he goes through a purple patch, I think the damage is 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 probably done. I think too many times now he has let himself down. He's treated the club like um, you know, like, like dog shit. To be honest. Um, and his his unprofessionalism has just been shocking. So I think we've probably got to move Morelos on. Um, and I think there's only so many. I, I mean, I think um, who was it we were on? Yeah, it was Scott uh, McGill had said um, on one of the last pods we were on about Celtic fans and how howling against the moon they were when Griffiths was coming towards the end of his contract. Um, and, and you know, a fit league Griffiths gets you however many goes a season. To be honest, I think there probably is an, ele- an element of that with Rangers fans um, around Morelos because, and, and I still contend this, what do I say all the time? He, at his Aye, best, he's the best at his striker, best, he, yep. at his best, he's the best striker in Scotland, bar none. That's the issue. Is yeah, that, that, is, that is the issue. Often enough yeah, just now. Yeah, it doesn't, and it, um, hasn't, it hasn't happened for It was like the conversation last year, Ryan Kent's the best winger in the league when he's on form, but how often is he on form? And that's... Early know the case. Um, yeah. Right, okay. More controversial refereeing decisions in the big game, Motherwell and Ross County. Well, sorry, Ross County and Motherwell. VAR penalty shouting now now. The penalty shout, I thought, 
<laughs> it falls into that category that most of the ones that today have fallen into, which is like, you've seen it given, you've seen it not given. It, I didn't think it was as outrageous as some people made it out to be. I think sports scene made it to be like a really big, contentious issue. And I don't really think in the grand scheme of things it particularly was. Yeah, I, I agree. I watched sports scene on yesterday. Yeah, this yeah. Um, I keep thinking that tomorrow's Monday. I watched sports scene yesterday. And from what I'd seen... Like and heard about Saturday's episode, it was like a huge, huge drama. And it, I think I feel like I've seen like more dramatic or like interesting decisions. Yeah, I didn't think I thought that game was one of the few games where the VAR decisions went right because I thought the, the the red card for County was a red card. I, I, I think it was, it was. The last one challenge. It was the last one challenge, and it wasn't. It wasn't a particularly Subtle last man challenge either. Like his foot was up at his hip. He absolutely his last man. He knew he was he knew his last man and yeah. I thought Far did alright in that game. I didn't think it was that I also thought it was like one of the more like disinteresting games, I guess, of all the others. Like, yeah, I didn't think it was particularly um It was a massive game though for the two of them. Yeah, in terms of like I suppose where the teams are, but I don't think in terms of controversy it was I was quite excited about it, and I thought, was that it? Yeah. Aye, but you only see the highlights. I'll give you some views from uh, Ross at the County Corner, who was obviously on the podcast last week. So he thought, mm-hmm. disappointed and frustrated, up until the red card, playing pretty well, and looked more likely of the two teams to go out and win. Um, attack and play was decent, however, vital moments didn't go away. So he's obviously mentioning about, he doesn't think it's a red card. Uh, Van Veen's touch was heavy. If he would have got the ball before Laidlaw, if Jack didn't fill us up for debate. Um, yeah, but that's where I've got an issue with this last month stuff, right? His touch and where he's going towards the goal isn't what the rule says. The rule says he's got to be broken as an attacking into into an attempt on goal. And just because his touch is heavy doesn't mean he can't catch that touch. Like, is it prevent in terms of the preventing a clear goal showing opportunity? It's not yeah, preventing is, a clear goal showing opportunity, has it? Well, it is because if he's one on one with the keeper, like his touch might have been heavy because he knows the boy's coming in to take wipe him out. That's what the, the rule the rule is. Pre- it annoys me when people. Don't, it's like the it's like people kicked off about Nick Pope not getting the cup final because he got sent off because he handled the ball outside the box. No, the, the rules. You might disagree with it, and you might think you, but your heavy touch is an interpretation. And at the end of the day, the rule is if you take a man down when he's got a clear goal scoring opportunity, which he had, right? His touch might have been heavy. His touch could have been heavy when he was right on the line and missed it, sent it skyward. But it, it doesn't mean it's not going to be a last man. No, it doesn't mean you're still not the last man. So, yeah, that annoys me. <laughs> That's that rant over. Yeah, I, I, no, I mean, I mean, I, 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 for me, I think in, in the second yellow, I think the thing about the last man is is that it has, I mean, it, for me, it has to be clear and obvious last man. And and at the second yellow, I just I just feel that, um, who was the covering player? Was it? Number t- was it Conor Randall? I think, I think it was. Yeah, um, I just feel that watching, you know, watching the clip of it, I just feel that he's he's cut. He's going to be covering. He's going to. I mean, whether or not he's fouled, he's going to be covering. I don't believe that he's the last man. However, you know, as a booking, um, so yellow card uh, and off. So it's a it's a difficult one. Um, they have appealed it. Um, yeah. Appealed it. Yeah, they, I mean, they have appealed it. Um, 
I, I don't think they've got a chance of winning it because it, I mean it is a booking. It's it's a harsh sending off, but uh, uh, you know it was already booked. It is a booking, and you know what can you do? Aye, not big challenge. Um, what's happened to Hibs? Hibs have kind of become decent. I reckon they've started playing well just to piss off Hibs fans. So Lee Johnson, Lee Johnson gone. Uh, they wanted Lee Johnson gone, so he's decided. Do you know what? Fuck you. Or is that a sign of sticking with your manager can pay dividends? Uh, I don't believe in that sort of business. <laughs> when in doubt, get the sack out. <laughs> I don't know, mate. I mean, yeah, I mean, Livy are not. Livy are struggling a wee bit just now, but they they have got they have got more team cohesion than than they had earlier on in the season. Um, I, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of sticking with your manager and and trying to allow your manager time to to formulate something. I don't think uh, Lee Johnson was ever in the position. I mean, we, we were billing uh, Aberdeen Hibs as El Sacchio, uh last month. I don't think Lee Johnson was ever really in the same position as good as Jim Goodwin, to be honest. Um, but I don't like Lee Johnson anyway. So what is that quote? It's, no, it's, it's not the coat, man. I actually quite like the coat. You know I mean, I think the coat's pretty, 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 something I'd wear. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I just I don't like the way he goes on sometimes. Um, so yeah, but look, it, I mean, it appears right now that he has got them into a bit of a, a vein of form. Um, and be interesting to see how it shapes up towards the end of the season because they are not that far away from Hearts. They've not lost, have they? Since they lost the Hearts in the cup. They've gone on like I think it's five games without a loss since then. And I think four of those have been wins. So like Yeah, he's turned the corner. I think in fairness to him, uh he has he did get rid of a lot of players in the window. Like a lot of players did leave hips. I think that might have helped him. I think giving him Kevin Nesbitt came back as well. Yeah, Nesbitt who is is back. And then yeah. Ewan scored five and five. Um, yeah. So like yeah. Played them. I think they've done. I think they're doing quite well. I think they've gone under the radar a little bit. I think it's because we sort of forgot. Uh, I think it's because we still remember, obviously, as Josh says, I'll sack it Um, but yeah, no, they're played them. I think he's doing it just to piss off hips fans. Well, that's my belief. Aye, but we're not, going to talk about, saw, we're not going to talk about Hearts and St. John's because I know Erin is dying to talk about. No, United I'm enjoying team. everyone's views. I'm here. Especially because you're right, you see a lot of the club that you follow on Twitter. It's nice to hear what other people think about their clubs. Right. Jeff, yeah. we all thought Craig Levine was getting a Dundee United job. I wouldn't have you ended up with Jim Goodwin. See my previous comment about um, Hibs, uh, Lee Johnson is starting to win to piss off Hibs fans. I genuinely think someone at United is trying to piss off United fans because. Um, don't get me wrong, right? I think we should start as fairly as possible. Liam Fox needed to go. No offence to Liam Fox. He's, I've seen his interviews. He seems genuinely one of the nicest guys. No one's, none, no manager or coach has seems to have a bad word to say about him. His coaching record as an actual coach, not as a first-team manager, seems to be pretty decent, um, which is, you know, obviously fair, fair play to him. He has worked at three or four of our biggest clubs in Scotland, so it's not like he's... Um, it's not like he's... He, He's bad at coaching. His managerial record as a standalone hasn't been particularly good. The performances were getting 
worse and worse and worse. The concern is, I think I said this before, uh, United's dressing room seems to now be, now is, now is responsible for two managerial seconds. That's not a good take. That's and Charlie McGrew is now part of the coaching staff. Charlie McGrew was part of the coaching staff under Liam Fox, to be fair. What was he? Um, Officially? Yeah. Yeah, he's officially he's part of the coaching staff under Liam Fox. That's a concern that the players have done that. I said to us, I said to them in our group chat when June Goodwin was appointed that, you know, this is a this is a change of room now that has seen two managers be sacked. Uh, one was promoted from within, so you view that as that the players must have known that manager for a while. You're then bringing in a manager renowned for falling out with dressing rooms, so that'll be interesting. That should be a good laugh. Um, the Craig Levine one, I'll be honest, like, Craig Levine is highly, highly, highly thought of by United fans. And he, he rightfully should be. Like, he was a phenomenal manager of United. I don't think after his last performance at Hearts, he was the saviour that I think he may have been viewed as by certain aspects. Yeah, he would have made this more defensively solid. Yeah, he would have probably whipped that dressing room into some sort of organisation. I don't think he would have been the saving grace that he was viewed as. Who would you like out of the names that were quoted? Because they weren't that inspiring, were they? I think Tam Courts was one that was muted. Jim Goodwin and Craig Levine. Out of those three, Craig Levine's the one that I'd preferred, but not. it, it isn't by... It, it, it's Sophie's choice. <laughs> it, it, it isn't the... It, Let's let let's go into the real question, Jeff. How much money would you pay for a Sunderland till I die style documentary <laughs> with with Craig Levine as the Dundee United manager? See, this is the thing: is only on slightly that. less than one with Mark McGee when he was at Dundee. Oh no, that one I paid more for. I paid more. For that would have been an absolute box office. Mate, that would have. Oh. They need to get Netflix. Need to get a grip of how they do these documentaries because see if they come to Scotland, any could really help with hips. They're boring. Uh, no offense, but they don't <laughs> have. They really have enough cameras. They're like VAR all over again. We'd have like two cameras. <laughs> nothing they could show from Livingston. Absolutely nothing. It's all it's all bad. I mean, it's all bad. Um, nah. Yeah, Craig Levine would have been entertaining. He'd have been he'd have been quote worthy. Jim Goodwin is photogenic, whereas Craig Levine is quote worthy. <laughs> You have to live by the rules you prefer words or pictures, and that's the, that's, that's the that's the that's the that's the choice I have. Um, the Jim Goodwin one, Jim Goodwin wasn't a popular player with United fans when he was at St Mirren. Like he is, it is about. I think I moaned about it beforehand on the podcast. Yeah. He then obviously went to Aberdeen. Uh, managerial change. I mean, it, it's not the biggest deal in the universe. No one really cares enough. Uh, apart from the, the large number of Aberdeen fans who threw. Multiple objects at him uh, on Saturday night. However, it's not just that, it's the fact that there were some fans actually condoning it, which is like totally out of order, regardless of whether he did a good job, bad job, whatever. He should be going to his work and getting stuff thrown at him. So we need it is not acceptable at all. Um, I saw one of your fans got arrested as well, though, Jeff, because I rewind him up so much he went on the pitch. So would you if you watch that shit? Oh, she's talking <laughs> about that. Did you see, nothing wrong did you see the Liverpool fan just... that slide tackled Andy Robertson yesterday? I thought that was a fair challenge. Yes, I, I saw that. That game. <laughs> that game yesterday was insane. Yeah, that was mental. It was. Uh, I mean, 
The United fan that ran on the pitch is a twat. That's standard. Uh, anyone that runs on the football pitch is a twat. That is a standard. It uh, doesn't matter what team you support. If you feel the need to run on a football pitch, you need to see some sort of therapist to sort out your emotional responses to bad bad things. Because if you think conceding the goal <laughs> is bad, then you're in for a shock in life. But Maybe he um, was coming on for Ryan Edwards. I do not blame him for that. <laughs> I mean... Right, see, this is the thing about Ryan Edwards. I don't think, over his time he's been at United, has been a particularly bad player. I think that is fair to say. I think this season it has been different for him and for Charlie Moglu. Now, part of that is because those two, Charlie Moglu is a ball-playing footballer, right? I am reluct, always reluctant, and forever will be reluctant, to have members of the coaching staff in the starting eleven. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily the right thing to do. I think it distracts too much from what teams are trying to do. And you see it with Charlie Mugru. And this isn't a dig at Charlie Mugru, by the way. This is a thing that happens. It happened at Aberdeen with Scott Brown and it happens at United with Charlie Mugru, which is too much of the ball either goes through them or players look to them far, far, far too much. You have a captain on the pitch, for example. You should concentrate on, you should concentrate on that. Yeah. Actually, man, if you go to, don't worry about your assistant manager. I kind of am reluctant with that sort of stuff. Problem is, United have got one centre half in Ryan Edwards, who is very good at heading the ball out of the box. He is a stonewall defender. He is not a ball playing <laughs> defender. John Moglu is a ball playing defender. Ryan Edwards' performance on Saturday was was diabolical. I don't think I need to dig him out for that. I think he knows that, and I think a lot of the stuff I've seen online about him has. Borderline harsh. Don't get me wrong. I thought the entire backline was, was abysmal. Um, I just like players have bad games, but like sometimes uh, the fan reaction can be a bit overboard. Yeah, it doesn't need to be as over the top as it is. People saying you should never wear a United shirt again. It's not that bad. Trust me, we've had worse. Like if anyone wants to quote me on it, you can go back to the season twenty sixteen. We got relegated with Mark Dern and, and Cole Donaldson as your centre half partnership. If you if, you, if people really want to move, those two were bad. Ryan Edwards isn't that bad. He had a bad game. He's had a very bad season. Like You can't really deny that. Charlie McGrew, as Aaron was saying earlier, she likes it when Aberdeen posts like, the Good Morning Red Army stuff. Uh, and you said this gets stopped because you know, you're losing games. Yeah, Today, United congratulated Charlie McGrew on his 37th birthday. And you should read the retweet. You should read replies to that because that was poorly reading the room. I was a huge fan of Rangers losing the cup final Celtic. And then I'm tweeting the next morning the most like passive aggressive happy birthday to Ryan. <laughs> exactly. Let's happy just birthday to Ryan Jack, full stop. <laughs> Do you have any faith, Jeff, though, that um, Goodwin can get Dundee United out the the relegation spot? Uh, yes and no. Um, I don't think him showing us up defensively. Uh, I think we've seen that at Aberdeen. Only takes a week. <laughs> Only takes a week. You'll be all right next week. Yeah, he hadn't had a full week, remember, so... That's true. Yeah, he, he did have one bad week at Aberdeen, that is true. I, I actually remember that. Um, <laughs> what a guy. Um, Jesus Christ, what a position to be in. Um, yeah, I don't think he'll show us up defensively greatly. No offence to him, I don't think Mourinho could do that in this precise moment in time. But he can add, and I've, it, it's been seen he can add... He can he can get you goals like he, he does know how to set a team up for score, which is a benefit. It's going to be very much along the Peter Houston lines of just outscoring, which 
not ideal, but it, it'll help. It's difficult to tell because I think Russ County and Kitty are in a bad position. It's just I think County have got goals in them though. I know they they were struggling. Yeah. Until January, but Brophy and White are looking like a decent partnership. The problem yeah. with Dundee United is there's they no one scoring goals, and where's the creativity coming from? Maybe, yeah. maybe what might help is Jim Goodwin might get a chin out of Jamie McGrath. That might yeah. help you. That I think is that a, is. I think that probably will happen. But the issue is going to be, I think, your defence. Yeah, the, the defence that we've got, we've got Charlie McGrew and Ryan Edwards, who are slower than a week in the jail. You've got young uh, Graham. Uh, you've got young Graham. He's only, I think he's 19. He looks good when he's played as a part of the three. He's looked all right. But you then got a left back who's an Australian international who is actually quite good, but is, doesn't be bothered with the defending part of his job very often. He prefers mm-hmm. being halfway up the wing. And then you've got a right back who would make you want to jump off the table with some of the, type, some of the play he's put in, which is not ideal. You then got arguably one of our most creative midfielders playing almost as a sweeper. Uh, in... So that's not, not... Didn't live it is the... You see him on the ball, he is technically, you cannot argue with him. He is technically one of the great best players in the ball. It's just for whatever reason, Liam, uh, Liam Fox played him quite deep, which we kind of felt negated a lot of his, his good stuff. You've got Ian Harks who will blast the ball from anywhere. And then you've got Glenn Middleton, who's your, your other outlet. Yeah. You've got Stephen Fletcher, who is theoretically one of the better strikers in the division, in theory, from his past. It's just, he doesn't seem to work. And it's starting to look like Tony Watt going to St. Millen might have turned out to be a mistake with Jim Goodman coming in. I think yeah, that's what the guys there. mentioned last week when I talked about player development. Like, why did yeah. you let Watt go without having someone in to replace him? I know he wasn't doing well. He wasn't doing well at Dundee United, but still, it's someone there that, at some point, maybe gets you—I don't know—five goals between January and the end of the season. That could be the difference yeah, between twelfth uh, and even maybe eleventh at this point. Because at this point, think, you must be thinking eleventh would be good. I think the the problem is John um, and Jeff that that Steve, I mean, you've let Tony Watt go. Who? He's, he's, I mean, he's not extremely prolific. He had a prolific period at uh, Motherwell. Um, but Stephen Fletcher as well, you're relying on him as probably your main striker now, um, and he's never been a goal scorer. I mean, pe- people people talk about Stephen Fletcher as if he's this absolute goal machine. He's never been a goal scorer, apart from a brief period in his early career when he was at Wills. He's never been a you know a Wonderful. goal machine. Yeah, um, so I don't like John saying. I mean, County look like they've got some goals in them now. Um, Kelly are exceptionally good at home. Um, I just I think Dundee United are in bother. Um, and I don't know if Jim Goodwin's going to have enough in the tank to get them out of the hole that they're in because the windows, you know, transfer pot. You know, we're talking about recruitment. The window's gone. So unless you're yeah. talking about, I mean, I don't know the rules about emergency. You know that 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 kind of rule you can you can't get a whole emergency defence, Josh. No. Players would have to be a free agent before the January Sancho window shot. Yeah. That's it, right? Okay, okay. But uh, the other concern is uh, we've got a keeper who seems to have popping arms for wrists. 
which is a bit of a concern. Uh, I thought Birgetti, see, just after the World Cup, he seemed to have some sort of Indian <laughs> Indian summer because he just seemed to have like, a revival when he was somehow a keeper again. And then since then, oh my God, he's forgot again how to be a keeper, which is always a good path because our backup keeper is Jack Newman, who is, yeah, not the best. He's, he's, he's a young kid at the end of the day, so it's not, I, I can't be overly harsh on him, but. Why did yeah, you put it's, your it's, not bad keeper to Celtic? I don't know. We didn't talk to Celtic. He sort of like just like ran out of contract and just went. Why did you not keep him though before? Or just didn't get that sorted? No, no. They, they offered him a contract. It's just. I didn't Celtic, take it. Yeah, Celtic are going to offer him more than what United are. I mean, he's a. Uh, in fairness to Seagrest, he started off at Villa, where he was always going to. It was never going to be anything more than third, fourth choice. He then went to Switzerland. Uh, I think it, he started at Villa and I think if he'd have stayed at Villa, he wouldn't have made third or fourth, fourth choice. He, he'd never made it past third or fourth choice, but he'd have earned a decent wage. I think he went to Switzerland, started, came to United, decent money, but you have to look at it as a, it's a short career. He's not, he's never going to really be, he'd rather be second choice at Celtic, earning three, four, five times whatever United were ever going to offer him. I get that, but I do kind of feel like I'd want to play him there. Especially if like you're going to you go can say somewhere. that, but see if someone offers you five times your wage in a job, you're not turning it down. Realistically, yeah. like I mean, just because I'm really like, I was just thinking, be, I think if you're a different, if you're an outfield player, it's probably different because you can push and get in the team. But if you're the sub keeper, unless there's an injury, you're not getting in that squad. He's got ages of 30, 30 odd. Just, yeah, like, just, you, you think about retiring, aren't you? He's got Joe Hart in front of him at the minute. If Joe Hart gets an injury, Celtic aren't going to be like Rangers are where they're scrambling around trying to find a a semi-decent keeper. They know that they've got a decent one on their bench. He'll get his opportunity in the next couple of seasons. He'll he'll be their first choice, I imagine. He's not not a poor keeper in any way, shape or form. Joe Hart Um, must be... 37, I think he is. Is he close to retiring? I think he's he's only on a two-year contract. I think someone said that he's out of contract this summer. There might just be... Uh, I don't know. I don't think Seagrass would end up being first choice. I think if Joe Hart retires, um, they'll be after a new keeper as first choice. Yeah, 100%. But, so, aye, but I, he's, he's not a bad choice to have. You know, he's, he's, he's a good backup for them. Yeah, he's not the Scott Bain <laughs> shafted one where he got mm. dropped in. I mean, Scott Bain wasn't bad. This, my point Scott is. Bain, who said that he was too good for Aberdeen, but also let Andy Constantine score a hat trick against him. That's Scott Bain, yeah. Yeah, that's Scott Bain, yeah. So well done, uh, United stay up at all. Can you see it? Because I did see some positivity after the game from Dundee United fans online saying that it was a good performance, much as first the half, was out. First half was a decent performance. Second half, uh, I thought was not a bad. Out with one individual, two individuals, shall we say, having a particularly bad games. I didn't think the performance was overly tragic. Uh, tragic. I think they were fired up for that game. Um it's just see if your striker or midfielder has a bad game and slips. You tend not to. You won't necessarily. The likelihood of you conceding is very high. See if your centre defender has that sort of game. You are probably going to concede, especially when the keeper behind it is not not the not the greatest. I think Ben Getty is not particularly. I don't think he's the worst keeper you'll ever see United produce because trust me, we've seen that's him worse. But I think he's possibly the one of the few keepers I've seen 
in, in Scotland as a whole, actually, who is incredibly confidence uh, shaken. So you can clearly see if he if his confidence goes, he's gone for the rest of that game. Whereas other keepers, Benji Seekers, for example, if he conceded, it you never really felt like it. Obviously, it pissed him off, but you never felt like it was going to affect the rest of his game. Whereas our current one, if he concedes, you feel like yeah, that's his head kind of dropped. The day Chifter used to be the same. If he missed an early goal, that was a sitter. It bothered him for the rest of the game. You could see it every single time after that. He'd swipe at stuff. He'd just swoop, swoop. Yeah, strikers do that, but like you don't want your keeper to Aye. kind of play it. If I'm so was that yes or no that Dundee Wright will stay up? <laughs> that is, yes, optimistically, yes. Okay. I don't have anything to base that on. No faith at all. Just blind optimism. Right, Aaron, you are back excited. Aberdeen are not going to win the league because much of mathematically impossible. Um, I'm not sure it is. I'll double check the numbers on that one and get back to you. Oh, 10 games left, 30 points, 68 points, Celtic are on 76. It's, it's, not, it's not possible. Right. But well, you are back on the uh, Aberdeen, the greatest team in the world again, which is good Oh, it was so good. What a day out, eh? What a day. Um, obviously, terrible behaviour from one of our fans, which ruins it for some people. That aside... Atmosphere brilliant, uh, noise brilliant. Um, I've got a fair few bruises from the celebration in the second and the third. Who knows what was going on there? Brilliant. Marley Watkins always said he was good, and here he goes. Um, I thought it was very good, which you won't hear me say often unless it's Julius. I thought our keeper was very good. I thought our two centre halves were so so. I thought Liam Scales was okay when he came on. I thought Jack McKenzie gave away a stupid penalty. Yeah. That was weird. Back heel from Graham Shinney was overconfident in thinking someone will just pick this easily up and Jack McKenzie panicked and it was definitely a penalty. Um, See quickly on Shinney, are you in the camp that he must sign a new contract? Because... 100 million percent. There has been mixed news in terms of whether... What's that? He's on loan, is he not? He's on loan, but I mean in terms of signing... Like, his contract with Wigan expires in the summer. Because there's a lot of mixed reaction about whether his performances have actually been that good or whether okay. it's just him being there. He's been in the team. Well, even if he has just been there, he's been the absolute like different. He's he's very good, made a huge difference. Um, so many people as well. I saw someone say, um, "Imagine thinking Shinny should be our captain. What bunch of clowns in our support?" Okay, well, turns out he's brilliant. But also, if you actually loan out your own captain, you're tin, you're so tin pot and all bets are off. Do what you want loaning out your captain? So I think Shinny's been great. Um, stupid penalty to give away. The big difference for us was. First half, we did not look great. Came back the second half, looked better. Duke's goal was lovely. Really nice. I reckon you should get double points for a wee back heel goal like that. Six points. If the goal wasn't kind of celebrated enough as well on like Scottish media. You know, see if that was down south or it was Spain or Italy. They're getting rave reviews. Again. If Mo Salah had done that, there'd be a parade. But here we are. Anyway, very, very good. Lovely. Really nice. And then... The penalty stupid, and as soon as penalty went in, I just thought this is going to be it again, isn't it? Because we have only once had a lead, lost our lead, and then one. I think it was Motherwell. Was the two one at Motherwell? And we are not, I don't think, confident enough or capable enough to have ideas and know what to do. But brilliant, Ross McCrory, great strike, and then Marley Watkins finished it off. Lovely, lovely stuff. Um, 
I think Jeff, sadly, I think Dundee United are going straight down. I can't see... I know, I think that as well, but I just want to be optimistic. I think your striking issues, I think probably Goodwin, I think Goodwin will manage to get something out of um, Jamie McGrath. I actually think you'll probably end up scoring a lot more. I think your defence is a problem. And I think if this was Christmas and there was a transfer window, maybe, but you're kind of stuck with what you've got. I can't see it happening. I think you're right that Motherwell probably are slightly too strong. Now, Killy haven't been brilliant, but Derek McInnes, if he needs to, will just grind out results. He'll get points because he will. Yeah. It will be pretty. It'll be horrible football to watch, but he'll get wins at home. There'll be the odd draw. I think he'll get enough to keep Killy up. County, unsure. They're looking a bit better. They're scoring. I think County could be. St. Johnston were the one at the start of the season. I think I had predicted to go straight down, but they've done all right. St Mirren, I think, will be okay. Hibs and Livy will be fine. I think we will get Europe now. Yeah. Yeah, On the assumption that Europe's fifth, I think we will get fifth. We might even get fourth. I think it will be Celtic, Rangers, Hearts, and I think we could probably get fourth. We shall see. We shall see. So, no, but... I do feel better. Um, I think... I think mentally it's a big one. And I think even the week before, I saw that Angus McDonald said that actually... If you've got a 1-0 where you're trying to protect that 1-0 and get the three points and you do it, that can be better even for confidence than like a 4-0. And actually the clean sheet, the performance, other than the penalty, and the same with Motherwell. So we conceded to Dundee United and Motherwell, both were pens. I think we're okay. We've got hearts. We get two weeks off, of course, because we're, you're right, we boycott the cup. Can't remember why, but it's probably for moral reasons. We decided yeah, not It's to because of uh, not being allowed to buy the Kelly Pies at Darble. We just it was, decided yeah. not. Morally, we thought it was corrupt. And then, so we're not doing the cup at the weekend because, no, 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 not for us. And then Hearts at home, I think we could be okay. St. Johnson, I mean, if surely we'll win in Perth. It's our favourite place to win. Killy at home, again, should be fine. Ross County away, hoping for a win there. And then we've got Rangers at home for the split. So I actually feel okay. Who have okay. um, we got in the cup at the weekend then for the team? Yeah, that... well, that's what I'll lead on to, but I'm just going to go quickly with that because otherwise I'll not get to do Scott and stuff. So who's going through out the four teams? All I want is the four teams, nothing else. Jeff? Uh, two sets of the cup. Uh, but... oh, I've got the four fixtures are Inverness v Kilmarnock, Arts v Celtic, Rangers Wraith Rovers, Paul Kirk Air. Oh, that's going to be depressing. The best game of that's going to be on Monday night, Paul Kirk But Yeah, uh... I agree. Yeah, I, I I've got a sneaky feeling that Vanessa might get through. I think Kenny have got bigger fish to fry, to be fair. Okay, uh, Inverness, Hearts Celtic. Probably be Celtic, one of this, to be honest. Like, we might, I want it to be Hearts, in the same way that I want it to be Rafe Rovers, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> like, it'll and... be Celtic Rangers. And then Paul Kukair will be a very, will be a really, I think will be in a very tight game. I think it'll be really interesting that game, but I'd want Air to go through. I like, I don't know. I don't, I don't Who know do you think will go through, though? Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Josh? Uh, Kelly, Celtic, Rangers, Air. Okay. Oh, and then we could end up with a wee Ayrshire Derby for the semi. And a wee Old Derby. An Ayrshire Derby semi and an Old Firm Derby semi. That would be class. That would be good. Erin? I actually think Kelly will do it as well. Um, I think, I don't think it'll be the best game ever. Is that on BBC on Friday? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think Kelly will do it. Celtic will beat Hearts. Do you know what I like? I like Wraith after all. I've changed my mind. Wraith will be, uh, Wraith will do it. 
Um, no, it will be it will be Kelly Celtic Rangers and Air. I think okay. that is fine. Scotland, what are we doing for a keeper? Starting off the the matches, obviously are later on in the month, but the squad must be getting announced. I think a week tomorrow, maybe. Yeah, possibly. Um, I mean, I did, I did uh, try to give um David Marshall a prostate exam myself uh, the other <laughs> week. Um, but uh, I, I don't think he, attack. Yeah, he, even with. Yeah, even with that, I don't think he was uh, fancying putting the gloves back on. You messaged me uh, on Twitter and asked if I did restraining orders as part of my work, Josh. So, oh really? Oh well, that's um, uh, well, that's a, that's a shame. That's that's a you were fairly um, cozy in the photo, were you? You were loving it. Oh, I loved him, man. I, I asked I asked him uh, my question to him was, you know, everyone's asking serious questions about. The you know about the book and all that Andy Barge's book and all that. My question to him was uh, if he wanted to go out the back and and do half volleys with me, um, you know, and get a set of net, nets up and that. But he what didn't want to. That? Well, it was he he it was a very yeah. um, it was very nice. It was a very nice. And by the way, smelled amazing. Honestly. <laughs> it's like I've got to say, it was it was actually quite awkward because I actually realised how fucking tall. Uh, he, he was right. I knew he was obviously tall as a keeper, but I didn't realise how tall he was, right? Um, and I got a picture with him, and I went to give him a big kiss in the cheek, and ended up giving him a big kiss in the neck, uh, and it all became a bit sensual. Um, so I, but it was when, uh, when's the second date? Don't know, mate. Don't know. No. Um, I, I feel like I already got to third base with him uh, anyway. <laughs> um, but no, like, look, he's no. I mean. Seriously, he's he would be the only keeper that I would be very comfortable with if he want if he would you know if he came out of retirement and put the gloves back on, but he's not gonna. So in lieu of that, I think Xander Clark's probably the only option. Um, he's he's I don't think you could really put Liam Kelly in there because he's playing with a team that are you know near the bottom of the league. Xander Clark is the only keeper Scottish keeper that I see who is playing with a team that are doing very well. What is you don't think uh, Angus Gunn will finalise yeah, the yes? And do we want him to say? Are we? Uh, uh, I, mean, see the, I mean, the thing about him, though, mate, right? Is that is he even playing for his club? He is actually yes. now because I checked. Is he? Um, right. He is actually because I thought he was on the bench. Where, where is he? He is now. Norwich. He's Norwich pushed him crow up the team. Uh, so I, th- I thought he was. I thought he was a bench warmer for Norwich. Um, yeah, he had been prior to the season. Aye. Right. Okay. Okay. So I would need. I've never watched him play. I've never watched him as a keeper. Um, uh, look. I mean, it's not as if there are clubs lining up in England to sign him. You know, is he is he going to be that much better than the likes of Xander Clark? I don't think. At least we. I mean, we know what Xander Clark gives us, and we know what quantity is. He is a fairly decent keeper. Um. So yeah, I, I think he would be my my pick. Be interesting because see if Angus, well, actually, regardless of whether Angus Gunn says yes or no, we could actually go into the two fixtures with three uncapped keepers. Yeah, I mean, who do you who do you realistic other options you got? Uh, Liam Kelly zero caps, Ross McCoy yeah. zero caps, not playing third choice keeper at not Rangers. John McLaughlin. Aye, but 
Look, I mean, John McLaughlin's um, been a is is always been a a safe pair of hands in the past. He's not covered himself in glory. It will certainly under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Rangers. He didn't cover himself in a lot of glory. He has uh, featured a couple of times for Beals Rangers, and and he's looked okay. Um, but he's not a keeper that particularly. I don't know. I just feel more comfortable with Xander. Terms like Xander Clark shot stopping. He's he's an incredible shot stopper. You know, he does lack in other areas, but I think he he is good in those kind of one on one moments. And I think he's he's better in those one on one moments than John McLaughlin is. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one because you've got effectively Cyprus and Spain and the Cyprus game. You'd like to think the keeper isn't overly important. The Spain game, on the other hand, to get anything out of that at all, you're going to need a keeper that's, one, played regularly, and two, is going to have to take... He's <laughs> going, going to receive shots that are pot shots from various different angles. And you kind of... It's a tough one on that aspect, who, who you're going to go for. Uh, I think if Angus Gunn was given the opportunity, I think if he agreed to the opportunity or whatever you want to view it as, I think he would be the one that I'd personally go for based on the fact that he's 27 and he is, you know, effectively you've got 10 years of a keeper in him. Dan Clark is, I think, 30, 31 soon, I think, that's right. I'm not saying don't pick him, I think he's a, I think he's, this season, at Hearts in particular, I think he's done incredibly well in comparison to what I think people expected of him. And then, your one is obviously McCrory or um, McCrory or yeah, and when you've got that boy down at Burton Albion who McGilvery, the one who was called up ages ago. I'm not. I, I wouldn't necessarily say I recommend him either, but I'm just trying to think of what other ones. That <laughs> yeah, we are. Re- we, I mean, when you think about it, we are really fucking struggling for keepers. Like, I mean, I've never known a situation like this where you you look through all the leagues and you actually don't see a, a really good goalkeeper. I mean, it's probably the fact that we have had Marshall McGregor for so long. We have, for the past 20 years, we have had, actually, for the past 40 years, probably, I mean, you're thinking about Andy Gorham and Jim Layton and then moving into the 2000s, um, you know, you know, um, it's it's kind of when Craig Gordon started to come through and Alan McGregor and uh, we have had an absolute embarrassment of riches in the goalkeeping department for about 40 years. Yeah. Um, should we? I'll cheer things up even further. The right wing back situation. This is me assuming that we're playing three at the back. We're in a problem here because Nathan Patterson's injured. I think he's back in training this week, but will that be enough time for him to be match fit for Scotland? He probably still get called up anyway. Hickey's been out injured. Only just back in the Brentford squad, but he's on the bench. But he started. Now, you know, he started. He started and played the full night there on Saturday. Did he start? Did he? Yes. Brentford have just finished playing just there, mate. Oh, tonight? Yeah. Or tonight, tonight, sorry. Tonight. So he's tonight, playing tonight, tonight, right? So that's good. That's good. Because uh, Anthony Ramsey has not been playing. He's back in training this week. Um, and then Calvin Ramsey that was in the last squad injured. So hopefully Hickey will be all right then. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't like minutes. He got hooked at the like, 90th minute point tonight uh, for, for Brentford. So that's okay. a, that's a positive. Uh, that is. But I agree if Patterson will probably get called up anyway. He's back uh, in training, then probably get a call up. Left wing back, obviously, should be all right. Andy Robertson playing well. 
Uh, Greg but Taylor played well as well. Um, centre-back's a problem, though, because we've got a few problems there. McKenna's injured. We, we do, we do. Cooper is injured. Um, who else? Kieran Tierney, he will play for us, but he's not been playing really for Arsenal. Um, yeah. yeah, I think Tierney needs a move. Um, if he's not going to... If he's not going to get in for Arsenal, then is it yeah Newcastle? I mean, if he's if if he's if he's not going to get played at Arsenal, then he needs to move. He's too good a player to sit on a bench doing nothing. Yeah. Um, good news, old Jack Henry's back playing at Club Bruges, so that's at least I mean, a bonus. That was good news. Are they struggling? The weekend. He, did he get injured badly or just a knock? Yeah, he was out injured the weekend. He did what he, he played against Ghent, I think it was or something daft like that, and he got he did about twenty five minutes of the game and then got hooked. Yeah, so basically, Ryan Portis is almost certain to be playing. Yeah, yeah, Portis is fine. Portis, Portis is fine for me. Um, I don't know if you've seen it the weekend as well. Um, obviously, it's too, far too soon, but John Suter came on for Rangers at the weekend. So it's good to see him back in, a, in a squad playing. Two games between that Rangers are playing between now and when the Scotland team right now. Nah, so he'll never, nah, it's, yeah, we'll notice, nah, he's not going to be fat, fat enough. And, and so Rangers, 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 Rangers don't want to go away with Scotland and risk getting injured again. Um, a bit like Angus Gunn in terms of wild card for this. I've not seen him play, so I don't know much about him. Jeff, you maybe watch more English football than others. Dominic Hyam at Blackburn. Oh, yeah. Like, no, no, no. I watched them. Um, say watched. <laughs> I watched the first 20 minutes and I started watching the Spanish game after that um, in the weekend against Sheffield United. Now, that, that boy, he 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 looks like a, a very, very good prospect. Um, if Scotland can get him, then I, he isn't good enough to play for England. That's a guarantee. Like, no offence to the boy. He, he's going to prove me wrong now, but no offence. But he looked very capable at the weekend. Very capable. Blackburn are a team that are... People can need to forgive me. I think they're fourth or fifth in the championship. Yeah. They don't have parachute payments and they are they are fighting against a lot of teams with a lot of money and they are they are holding their own incredibly well. Through the legend the Rangers legend that is John Dal Thomason. Um absolute hero of Scottish football. Yeah. He 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 looks like a very good player. There's a boy out uh Coventry as well that I forgot the name of. Uh if you give me two seconds I'll be able to find it. Is it Michael Rose? Uh could well be. No, uh, it's not because that was that not where Dominic Hyam was. He's a black one. No, but I'm saying was that not where he was before he went to Blackburn? Because he's not he's not a young boy. Dominic Hyam has been about for years. Because um, I remember he's I remember his name. Yeah, I remember his name getting linked a couple of times over the years when he was at Coventry. Yeah, Dominic Hyam. Um, yeah, he, he is. Uh, Twenty seven or something. Definitely, like he's not like a young lad, but he is very experienced. I mean, twenty-seven's not old for a centre back. But uh, yeah, the boy at Coventry. There's two boys at Coventry, but the one that I was thinking of is Michael Rozier. Yeah. Um, I think he's obviously he started off at Aberdeen, obviously, but I think he's had a very good season. He, I'm not saying that he will get a call up, but I'm saying that I think if you if you if you're running out of options as centre half, those two are, have, have been very decent performers. Yeah, they won my bench. But yeah. we can, I mean, look, we, we can we can get enough. Look, we can, we can get Tierney, Hendry, and uh, Portis in. So I mean, there's the three centre backs. As long as as long as they remain fit for the two games, then then that's fine. Did you say Hanley? No. Oh, is, is Hanley fit? 
Only fair. Yeah, he's he's right, so you, I mean, there, there you are. You've got four centre backs there. So, yeah, all right, okay, okay. We're well, no panic. I'm, there. I'm, um, we're not panicking. Midfield, yeah. we've got McTominay, who's like in and out of the Man U team, probably more out than in. Again, back playing regularly, which is. Yeah, he played, he, played, he played really well at the weekend. This is the second weekend on the bounce he's played really well. Yeah, it's just some sort of weird false nine kind of weird position he was playing at the minute. Very uh, attacking, I like it. Yeah. Lewis Ferguson's playing, obviously well in Italy. Detmate got him, got absolutely got to be in contention to play. He's got, he, I mean, I'm not talking about starting him and throwing him in against Spain, but Cyprus, you have got to be thinking about getting that boy in there. If, 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 good, doesn't he? If 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 we have a player who Juventus and AC Milan are even thinking about, then fucking put him in and make him captain. Ah, uh, he's now getting linked. He's now getting linked with Leicester and Everton, though, which is knows knows. Yeah, well, no, no, no. But I mean, you, you know, I mean, I, I mean, he just he, he he looks to be doing exceptionally well. Um, I told Bologna. you when I, he was at Aberdeen, I said he's got potential to be as good as McGinn, and I still stand by that. I think um, it's going to be better. Billy Gilmar, that's the big worry because what the fuck, man? He's he's now probably, he's now in a situation whereby it's not just Cassiedo and McAllister ahead of him. I think is it or not? Gross is ahead of him. He signed the Argentinian boy Buonanotte. He's now getting games ahead of him. It's just I think it's he'll just been the squad, but it's been a shambles there, move, mate. Um, because he went there. I mean, Potter signed him thinking. Right, I'll bring this boy in. Billy Gilmer's obviously went thinking, right, I'm going to be his boy, I'll play under him all this. And then two minutes later, Potter's away to Chelsea. Uh, shambles there, move. He hasn't played since, I think it was the very, very beginning of the February, I think it was the last time he played. Uh, I know he's had an injury in the meantime, so it's not necessarily a case of like he's been out. Uh, even before that, he, but... wasn't, he wasn't really getting... Yeah. He, 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 he needs. Even. He needs. He needs a move. He really, really needs a move. Um, um, I, I, I don't know where, but it really he needs a move to a, a different club. Um, that are going to play him every week. See yeah, someone else. Not... I think they need a move, and because I, I thought he'd have a good few Scotland caps by now. David Turnbull, yeah. because David Turnbull yeah. must be about sixth choice. He's yeah. now. Yeah, completely stagnating itself after after he absolutely exploded onto the scene at Celtic for a brief period of time. Um he's completely went out of Postacoglu's um thoughts in terms of his you know, I mean I mean the players that are ahead of him and Hatate, Moy, um, O'Reilly. Yeah, he's just um absolutely um out of Postacoglu's thoughts. Uh, well, he brings him on from time to time, but um, I think that David Turnbull is far, far, far too good a footballer. Um, technically speaking, he's got a great engine on him. He's got fantastic ability. Uh, he's too good a footballer to be sitting warm in Celtic's bench. Starting to get John Fleck vibes from both of those two players. Two players that you think or exploded on the scene that you're starting to think these are disappearing very, very rapid. The one that I think does deserve a shout though is Alan Campbell at Luton Town because I think he's had a He's been he's been a yeah. revelation this season. I, they, I mean, love him. At, they love him. They love him. Good at Motherwell, but like he's really, really, really good, really good at uh, Luton. But... Uh, they're loving them down there. Um, they're absolutely loving them. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, setup, I mean, setup is generally speaking, but okay. Um, I think even Jack might be in contention for. Sorry, be honest. Um, Jack might be in, in contention to get in the squad again. Obviously, McGregor will be there. Um, trying to think who else. Um, who else will be in contention for a centre mid, a possible centre mid slot? Yeah, loads. Um, loads. It's it's the one position on the pitch that we literally. I mean, you 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 could we could be fifteen deep in centre mids, and you'd probably still be comfortable with a name starting. Yeah. There's another one that's been quoted, speculated. Hayden Hackney at Middlesbrough. He's been involved with under twenty ones, playing regularly, defensive mid. Hackney. Hayden Hackney is his name. Aye. Hackney, that's a taxi, isn't it? No. Right. Up front, I would say we've got some issues there as well. Obviously, London Dykes has had his health issues. Still not been involved again for QPR. Do the mint. Um, Ryan Fraser, no quoted at Newcastle anymore. Um, yeah, he's he's issues, with I the under-21s. Not long enough. What's that? He's, uh, he's been playing with the under-21s at Newcastle. That's how, that's how much they've bombed him out. He's got attitude problems. It's, it does, there's no other... It, it's, it's, you know... Common, common denominators, isn't it? You know, he, he, he ran... What happened to Aberdeen again? He ran down his contract or something, didn't he? To be fair, he was young. Like, and his head was obviously turned by... Aye, but... but or whatever. And, 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 and that... But, and that's... You, you can make an... Ex, you can... You know, you can excuse that, right? But then he, he ran down his contract at Bournemouth or something, did he not? Aye, um, and then, and then, yeah, and then... And like then he made up an injury to get out of a Scotland squad. He's, I've always had my kind of doubts about his commitment to Scotland. And knew this way at Newcastle under a head of when Newcastle are absolutely flying. It's 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 clear that he's got attitude problems. Um, and I, I, he's a good player, but I'm not going to loosely over it. Um, Shea Adams start regularly for Southampton, but has not scored since November. Bit of a worry. It's the best striker we've got. Yes, part part for London. Does Shankland get called up? I mean, surely with what he's doing at Hearts, he's got to be in the squad. I mean, I, yeah, I agree. It's a bit more Jacob Brown in it at the end of the day. Jacob Brown's the boy that he constantly goes to, but he's not exactly a he's playing right mid either. for Stoke or um, uh, or, or Nizzy. Nizzy. Yep. T- t- to be honest, my, my own opinion is, and shoot me down in flames here. I actually think that Nisbet is a better striker compared to Shankland. Um, I know Shanklin's got loads of goals and he's he's buying them in for Hearts, but I think technically on a technical level, I think Nisbet is a better player. Um, but but I'd be happy with it. I, I, I for personal reasons I don't like Shanklin and I, I wouldn't want him in the Scotland squad. But but I think he is of a good enough quality footballer uh, to to play for Scotland, and I would will not be surprised if he's in the squad. Okay, are you ready for a quiz? Mini quiz, yes. quick quiz. Aaron, you, I know your buzzer already, but let everyone else know your buzzer. Duke! There we go. Jeff, what's your buzzer? I'm good, clue. You need to make oh. one just now. Jeff, come on. No, let, 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 get back to, let, get Josh to do one first. I think I'm on. I think I'm on. Uh, my buzzer? Hi. Um... Oh, I don't know. Oh, mate. Uh, I've won the quiz, Dan. Brilliant. Aye, I know. Right, I'll just, I'll just go honk. Honk. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go honk. Honk and Duke, right? Okay. Honk, and Jeff, honk. what are you going for? No, I'm just going to go beep. That'll do. Right. That'll do. Okay. Right. I'm trying to think of some something you know 
funny and football related, but um, it's oh, hard, hard to tonight. Right, okay. Like this. That, this goes back to when we had the quiz. No Christmas there, but the Christmas before. And I did two teams, and you had to pick what players uh, get the highest caps, okay? Oh, this okay. is hard. Like, like that, I can get that. I'll, I'll oh, do fine with this. This is difficult. This particular round, I'm only asking one person at a time. So you're due a point, so don't buzz in that for this one. No, for the other rounds. So I'll start with you, Jeff. Who has more caps? Andy Robertson of Scotland or Alvaro Marata of Spain? Oh, Marata. Yeah, you're correct. It's only by one, though. That was Andy such Robertson's confidence, got, Jeff. Andy Robertson's got <laughs> stay. Marata has Right, Erin, your turn. Who has more caps? Billy Gilmer or Harry? The one that plays a basketball Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. It's Gavi. Aye. Oh, no. I'm wondering if this is a trick. I'm going to say Billy Gilmore. No. Oh, that was a trick question. No, not a trick question. What's the difference between them? Oh, it's one. You can't. Ah. Right. Josh, who has more caps? Jack Hendry or Paul Torres? Jack Hendry has somewhere in the region of between 15 to 20 caps, I would say. Uh, possibly actually more than that now. Uh, I'll go Jack Hendry. No. Al Torres beats him by two oh. caps. He's on 23, Jack Hendry's on 21, so he went that far away with a cap count. There we go, yep. Uh, back to Jeff. Kieran Tierney or Danny Carvajal? Uh, I'm going to Danny Carvajal. Nope. You're in TNA 35, Carvajal 33. Um, Aaron, Grant Handley or Cesar Aspilicueta? Must be Aspilicueta. No, Grant Handley is 46. Cesar Aspilicueta has 44. My God, man. I would have thought he'd had like 100 caps. Good thing, but then you look at Carvajal and Aspicoleta between them, they have 77, and they, that's probably been their right backs for the last mm. good few yeah, years. Yeah, I was thinking as well that Aspicoleta must have had heaps, but. So, no one that's get a correct answer so far is Josh. Eh, no, mm. sorry, Jeff. Josh, your final one Ryan Jack or Marcus Lorente? <sighs> um. Well, considering Ryan Jack's been injured most of his Scotland career, I'm going to say Marcus Lorente. You are correct. Ryan Jack, 14. Marcus Lorente, 18. Yep. Right, so um, this one, I'll, I'll go buzzers on this one. The chance for plenty of points. Remind me your buzzer, Jeff. A beep. Erin. Duke. Just making sure it's working, Josh. Honk. I don't like your one. Right, okay. So, as mentioned earlier, Kieran Tierney has 35 caps. What team did he score his only goal against? Honk. Josh? Uh, oh, fuck. Uh, Macedonia? No. It's no, over but to it, was, it was a team like that. It was an away game. Over to no, no, none of this. Thank you. Googling. No Googling. Cyprus? No. Um, oh, a team like... 
When was it last year? Poland. Yes. Yes. It was March last year, was it not? Point. Okay. When I was, it was when I was away. Um, So there's a theme with this one, right? Scott McKenna scored his only goal for Scotland against. I remember this. Buzzers. Oh. Okay, I don't know it. Um, Honk. Oh. Cyprus. No. No. Oh. Oh, come on. It's going to be really annoying. I remember it as well. Five. Macedonia? Four. No. You never did your buzzer, by the way. Three. Oh. Well, I was wrong two, anyway. One. No. It was Armenia. Oh, mate. That's very okay. annoying. Continuing the one goal situation for Scotland. I like this one. Nathan Patterson has 11 caps for Scotland. Who did he score his only goal so far against? Honk. 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 Josh. Was it, was it Armenia? Oh. <laughs> Are you just guessing? Erin, because you buzzed as well. Matt, I remember him scoring the goal. I want to, now I'm doubting myself. Moldova? Yes, it was Moldova. Fuck! Yes. It was a 2-0. He assisted the other one, remember? Yep, yep, uh, yep. Chay Adams was a good one, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, right, okay. I really like Chay Adams, by the way. Anthony Ralston scored his only goal against... Honk! Who? Oh. Josh? Cyprus. <laughs> <laughs> It, you know what? At some point, Josh and I, it'll be Cyprus. Mate, do, do, you know, do you know something? It's just occurred to me. I should have just said Israel this whole time because chances, ch- chances <laughs> are. Um, Erin or Josh? Oh. Five, four, three, <sighs> two, one. I scored so against Armenia. Armenia. Oh, Josh, it was Armenia. Right, okay. Um, John Souter has six caps for Scotland. Who did he score his only goal against? Honk! Josh. Honk. Yes, as Josh. Expected to say Cyprus there. No, no, no. I'll not forget, I'll not forget that one. Right. The mayor of night. Norwich, Kenny McLean, has... Actually, for a bonus, how many caps does he have? Kenny McLean? Four. That's about 20 or something. More than you think. I've not heard any of No, you only have one guess. You had your guess, Erin. I like 28. Yes. Josh gets a point. Right. Who did he score his only goal against? Duke. Erin. San Marino. Yes. Kenny McLean. Love him. He was in Aberdeen a couple of weeks ago. Um, What's that? My last. Oh, right. Okay. Um, This kind of section is going to be based on the last. Qualifying so far, Euro 2020, okay? So, Scotland beat San Marino 6-0. A defender made his debut and scored his only goal. Honk. Right, Josh? Stuart Finlay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get to the end of the question, I don't care. Um, in the same <laughs> game, what striker scored his only goal for Scotland so far? Oh, Shankland. Oh, Jeff, I'll give you, even though you didn't do your buzzer, but I... Right, okay. <laughs> Um, John McGinn was the top scorer in that campaign for Scotland. How many goals did he score? 
Oh, B. I'll be, I'm going to beat that one. Is it A yes. or something? No. Nope. Something like you. Erin and... Erin? Is that complete six? No. Hawk. He got a hat trick that came campaign, so it must have been more. Must have been like ten. Oh, I get seven. Oh, Jeff. Right, okay. In the reverse, I would say the reverse picture, but it was actually played prior to the that six 0 game. So the away game in San Marino. We obviously know Kenny McLean scored because we've had that just about two minutes ago. Who scored the other goal? Honk. Josh? Mark McNulty. No. No? It was such confidence. Big fan of that. I was at that, I was at that game. In San Marino. That's why I don't know. Carton's a red white for two euros. No, no I was asking uh, Josh how many points he'd had. Uh, pints right. he'd had at that game. How many points? Was it this? Pints. Or pints? No, not Nesbitt. Is it someone obvious? That we're Mark, McNaughty, Mark McNaughty did start that game, though. You've got... Here's your, here's your answer, would you think? don't know. Uh, well, no. Johnny Russell. Oh. You know, it's someone who hasn't been seen yeah. since. Johnny Russell. Um, fucking hell, man. Right, I forgot, actually, my other goal scorer person. Uh, Kevin Nesbitt scored his only scoring goal against... Kevin Nesbitt scored... Um, Which one this bit's called? Any buzzers? Any buzzers? Hon- honk. <laughs> Israel. Oh. <laughs> You're kicking yourself about Cyprus. Um, Jeff or Erin? Buzzers? Anyone? Five, four, three, two, one. Duke. Cyprus? No, Netherlands. Oh. Was that a friendly? Because that doesn't count. Was a friendly. It still counts. It's like he scored for Scotland, eh? So, um, right in the game against Kazakhstan, the home game where Scotland won three one in that campaign. John McGinn scored two goals. Who scored the other? And in the three three one against Kazakhstan. Um, John McGinn got two. Who got the other one? Nobody buzzers, buzzers. Uh, London. Uh, Hulk, no. London. No. No. Not being more, more interesting. Jeff. How many points did Josh have before that game? that game? No one could answer that. Aaron or Jeff? What was the final score? 3 1. Yeah, 3 1. And again, scored 2. Yes. Five, four, three, Duke. two. She Adams? No. Stephen Nesmith. Oh. <sighs> right, so go into the lap. only one is Fairway, uh, is it? That's his first one. I'm trying to guess. That must, must have been his, one of his last games. Yeah. Right, so this round will be can you name the a player? And if you do not name a player, Correctly, I'll give you two lives, then you're out. So, cool. Scotland played in the Nations League, qualified for Euro 2020. There was two penalty shootouts, one against Israel, one against Serbia. Jeff, first of all, name me a 
player that scored in either of the penalty shootouts. Oh, Lee Griffiths. Yes. Erin? Um, Kenny McQueen. Yes. Josh? Pressure, isn't it? Andrew Robertson. No. What? No, he didn't take you to the shower. You never. Uh, Jeff. Bernie. Yep. Fuck. Aaron. Callum McGregor. Yep. Josh. Oh my god, I'm getting a fucking mind blank here. Um. I panicked at first as well because you just feel so like stressed. Oh, I fuck. Anyone. Um. Um, oh, John, John McGinn. John McGinn. Um, Jeff. Uh, McTominay. Yep. Oh, fuck. Oh, that was another one. It's my next one. Uh, Aaron. Oh. Five, four, three, two. Yeah, it was. Oh, you bastard, man. Right. There'll be overlaps though as well. There won't be like I can't remember how many we scored. Yeah, there will be. There won't be ten. Uh, it was only a couple of game t- days between the games, wasn't there? It scored both in both McGregor, McTominay, and McLean. Scored in both. Yep. So, on that note, Jeff, you have five points. Josh, you have five points. And the winner is... Yes. Oh, no. Oh, no. Aaron with six points. Yes! Fuck you, man. Gosh, you, you should have not stopped saying Cyprus, Josh. You're desperate I know, I know, man. I know. I know. Just... Like, no, none of the questions I asked Cyprus was the answer. No. There was... That was a problem, Josh. You were too wedded to Cyprus. There was, no... hey, there... Hey, there was not enough Israel in that to be a real Scotland quiz, let me tell you. Well, we'll have a special it... on Israel. Well, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, I will right. say, by the way, that um, like, see when we were all just chatting about all those players for like ten minutes. As soon as someone puts you on the spot and it's like name one, I forgot every single player I'd ever thought of. Yeah. Panic. What are players? I forgot Lauren Shanklin took a penalty in that one of these shootouts. I was oh, yeah, honestly yeah. just like, who like, scored goals? My only that, that the only one I had left was uh, Stuart Armstrong. That was the only one that I could think of. I yeah. was not sure if I had another one. Is there another one? No, no, like that's why the quiz ended because. Oh, um, um, I because I, I tested it out on the lad earlier on, and he thought Ryan Christie, but Ryan Christie had been subbed. I forgot about that. Mm. Christy, I forgot he existed. Really... So, right. you win the quiz, Erin. Well you. done. Wait, my like prize. Just the kudos, just the one-up, one-upmanship. To be honest. Yeah, to be fair, that'll do. You can't put a price on that, can you? Aye. Um, so aye, that's the, the podcast concluded. Um, I'll probably try and do more of these quizzes because I've been doing a few recently and they seem to be quite good fun. Um, so aye, cheers everyone for being on. You're welcome. Thanks for having us all. Thank you, mate. Enjoyable. And as is tradition now, happy football. Happy football, everyone.